Thanks for downloading the Beyond the Money podcast. If you hear anything on today's show that you need clarity on or to make that first consultation, give the team a call, 727-334-0024 or always online at mycampbellandco.com. As always, thanks for listening. Now, let's get to the show. Hi, welcome to Beyond the Money podcast. This is Jackie Campbell, Certified Financial Planner and Certified Public Accountant of Campbell & Company Wealth Advisors and CPAs. And today we're going to talk about something that's probably not that exciting for most people, but it's necessary. Property and casualty insurance, your home and your auto. And here in the state of Florida, a lot of changes going on. So we have a special guest in the studio here with me. It is John Edwards. Welcome, John. Thank you. John is an independent consultant and his his focus is on property and casualty insurance, and that's one of the things that we're offering here at Campbell Company, a new service that we're offering. Uh, it's actually part of our bundled financial package and our financial plan, and it's going to be an analysis of your home and auto insurance, uh, an analysis to really let you know what you have, what you don't have, and what you maybe should have. Uh, so, John, I've known you for many, many years. Gosh, I've been in business now 29 years. I've yes. known you almost that entire time. Um, you grew up here in Florida, so you're a native. Yes. So you grew up in the pre-Disney days over in Orlando. I, indeed, I did, yes. And uh, so I heard a story that you were talking about that you enjoyed Mark Twain, and you and your older brother, Monty, uh, actually played Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn before it was a, a Disney thing. As kids, we uh, pretty much patterned ourselves after uh, Tom Sawyer, Mark Twain. We did a lot of hunting and fishing and swimming uh, in, in the Orlando area and uh, back when the when the water was crystal clear and the, the sand on the bottom of the lakes was just pure white. But a lot of fun, uh, great memories, great area and place to grow up. And insurance, um, that's something you had your own property and casualty insurance agency for a, a little over 20 years. That's right. Here in Hernando County in yes. Florida and work with many business owners and individuals for their liability and um, homeowners insurance and auto insurance. Also, you went to college at one of the oldest private colleges there uh, near Orlando in Winter Park, Rollins College. Thank you for that. Yes, I did. And yes. have a degree in economics and finance. So you've always loved numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to be an insurance agent, you certainly have to like numbers because a lot of people, their eyes kind of glaze over when you start looking at all those different deductibles and uh, all the different perils. And, you know, if this happens, what all those pages mean in your declaration page and, and your insurance policy. So good to have somebody like you on their side to help navigate through those things. Lots of numbers to deal with. For sure. So lots of corporate and, and great background. And with your insurance agency, you have seen it all. You've seen really difficult periods here in the state of Florida. And I know you're retired from actually your agency. You sold that several years ago and, and transitioned into retirement and been enjoying retirement for several years. But you're doing consulting now, independent consulting here with our firm at Campbell Company just to help people because there's so many questions and the premiums keep going up and up and up. And I know it's not just the state of Florida, but homeowners is a big one, um, especially with some of the carriers that are here. A lot of carriers are leaving Florida. So tell us a little bit about what's going on there. Well, Florida is a peculiar problem and, and it is a, an insurance nightmare. Many, many carriers have left and many, many carriers have gone bankrupt. Many of the carriers that have been around for many, many years has frozen their 
capacity and they're not writing new policies in Florida, particularly here in Hernando County. And I, the concentration right now seems to be with Citizens Property Insurance Corporation, and that's and they're they're facing a mountain of problems themselves. And uh, those premiums are going to be uh, going in the wrong direction for the consumers, uh, but they're going to have to do that because the losses have mounted and mounted and mounted. And the, the only way to mitigate those losses, of course, is to raise the premiums. And there's several reasons for that. Of course, we you know we're, we have a. Uh, hurricane problems uh, that they've dealt with in the past. We've had sinkhole problems that was a complete disaster. Those pretty much have gone away. Uh, But we've got flooding problems, uh, which citizens doesn't have to concern themselves with because that's a FEMA problem. But still, it adds to the overall picture of the housing situation here in Hernando County. For kind of a thumbnail sketch, if you want me to, about citizens and how they came about, because everybody... I think, Jackie, I think many, many of your listeners are probably saddled with citizens uh, for one reason or another. Please don't misunderstand me. Citizens is not a bad company. It's not a bad corporation. It's a quasi-governmental company, and it basically was formed back in 93 when Andrew came through, roared through the state, and just took out completely catastrophically devastated homestead. While doing that, it also took under many insurance companies down there, and people were then faced with that because the claim load could not be met, and they had all these losses. Many consumers were faced with these losses that could not be compensated for, and the state of Florida says we have to do something about this. So they formed what's called the FRPCJUA back then, the Florida Residential Property Casualty Joint Underwriting Association. And that stayed in place for several years. And as things progressed uh, since 93 to where we are today, FRPC JUA has pretty much morphed into what we know as Citizens Insurance, Property Insurance Corporation now, more commonly called just Citizens. And that's kind of a thumbnail sketch of of where we are right now Mm -hmm. with Citizens. They've tried to mitigate as much and as many things as possible to alleviate the burden on consumers uh, the the industry itself, uh, as you probably have heard, has spun off many startup corporations, startup insurance companies that were trying to insure homeowners. Some of those are still around. Many of them have gone by the wayside and bankrupt. So, but they all are, are vetted pretty closely by the state, by the, the Office of Insurance Regulation (OIR), and they meet certain specific financial requirements in order to get their license to sell homeowners insurance. But still. With an overload of claims and maybe not enough uh, backup revenue or reserves, uh, they faced bankruptcy. So there's some backups here in the state of Florida. Should something really bad happen? Absolutely. Which I think is is good. And that's kind of reassuring that you're not just throwing your money away because premiums have just gone up tremendously. Yes, they have. And yes, there are backstops there. And all all these companies have what's called reinsurance. They go out and and, and insure themselves against some of the, the catastrophic losses they could have. So that plays into it. And the, and the state has a further backup with with this FIGA organization also. So I like how you call it. There's like a back loss, you know, backstop. So that's that's a great, great way to think about it. And as we go through it, so, you know, a lot of people just, they sign up, they have a home, they buy a home. It's their primary home. It's a rental, whatever it is. And they just 
go to a local insurance agent and say, I just need to insure this home. And they really do rely on their insurance agent to give them the best guidance, the best advice. I like to use the analogy of a, a golf caddy. And I know you're a long-term golfer. So... Not a good one. Not a good one. That's okay. We don't always have to play to win. Well, although Scott would disagree if you're not winning, you're, you're last, you're losing. But <laughs> some are more competitive than others. Um, but just having a good time. But having a caddy, when you go to a new course, they're going to give you the lay of the land. They're going to tell you which club to use, how to you know, set it up, what how to lay it up, whatever those terms are. I'm not much of a golfer at all. But just having someone to really help navigate through those things, not only the buying of it and the first insuring of that car, boat, auto, home, whatever it is, but also any problems or claims that you may have along the way. I mean, Hurricane Andrew was an extreme. I mean, that was the most catastrophic hurricane that we've had here in the state of Florida. And I forget the dollars of the damage that it caused. But um, I know Scott, you know, worked with the Highway Patrol. That was right before I started my practice here in the state of Florida, my CPA practice and financial planning practice. And I just remember he had to go stay down there for weeks and weeks with the Highway Patrol. And it, it was like a war zone. There was no electricity for months and months. And it just, you know, that whole homestead area was just really, really damaged and, and just tragedy everywhere. Um, so, you know, we're in hurricane season, so it's time to get prepared and plan. And once a hurricane is actually in the Gulf of Mexico or in the ocean, we cannot write any more insurance, right? That's right. Yeah. So, so many days before, um, what is that typically? Well, actually, it's a geographical reference that's so many miles out before, you know, the, all policies are frozen. Okay. New policies cannot be uh, bound. Okay. So now is the time to take a look at what you have, and maybe even before your premium has gone up for this year. I know mine went up a flat 20%. Mm -hmm. And we do have citizens with our home. Uh, we have a historic home, so it's hard to find, you know, a carrier that's going to replace a unique home that's over 100 years old here in Florida. So that's who we got you know stuck with and you know we've not had any issues or any claims knock on wood you know make sure that uh, you know we do do what we can for our own personal insurance but you know it's going up 20 percent a year that's a lot and you said that some carriers are going up 35 and 45 percent uh, some are and of course they can't just do this willy-nilly this has to be approved by the department you can't the, these insurance carriers just cannot automatically raise their premiums because they want to improve their profitability uh, it, they have to submit to the department for approval. So, and it was but approved. These that are going through have been approved. Yes, and there's then there's has to be justification to authorize that. And and one of the things about homeowners insurance in general and where it's going is is where we are with the value of homes currently. Uh, you know the the value of our homes have all increased dramatically in the last couple of years. And I'm not just talking about the market value, but I'm talking about the replacement costs. And of course, there's a couple of, you know, when, when we talk about market value, that includes the, you know, the price of the land that the home sits on. But when we're talking about insurance, we exclude the land. We mm -hmm. only are talking about the structure. But the cost of materials and labor has risen just uh, astronomically. And of course, the people that build houses are passing those costs along with their overhead, along to consumers. And then the regular real estate market has just obviously been, you know, uh, right along, tagging along with that. Mm -hmm. 
There is a piece of good news here. I've got a local edition of the Epic Times here about lumber prices because so much lumber is used in, in homes. That This article says the uh, past couple of years have been a high volatility for lumber prices, topping $1,500 per 1,000 board feet uh, in 2021 and $1,400 per 1,000 board feet in 2022. However, lumber has plummeted nearly 50% year-to-date to to below $600. So that's a good sign. And, of course, that's a national type average. I don't know how it's going to affect us here in Florida, but at least that's a good indicator that, you know, the materials costs hopefully uh, will be coming down instead of going up. For sure. And that's sparring not a difficult uh, hurricane season that's ahead right. of us. Yes. For sure. Well, we're always talking here at, at Campbell Company about, you know, prior planning pays. And I think with insurance, it's exactly that. You know, we're we're intimidated by things that we don't truly understand, whether it's numbers, whether it's insurance, whether it's what the meanings of all these words are, uh, because insurance isn't simple. No, it's not. <laughs> just just to put it very, very plainly. And what would be like with your experience, you've got a, a large experience with all kinds of of real estate owners and, and auto owners here in the state of Florida. What would be like the top three things that you would recommend that somebody consider when they're purchasing or if they have a renewal coming up to really pay attention to? A replacement cost would be one. And of course, you want to take a look at that. But there's not a whole lot that you can do with that because your carrier has a, a software program uh, that pretty well dictates what the replacement cost is going to be for your home. Uh, if you have a problem with that in terms of maybe it's not enough, then you can always go get an outside certified appraisal that most insurance companies will accept uh, because of some unique characteristics that's uh, within your home and and something different about your dwelling that you need to increase the value for replacement cost. One of the problems currently that we're facing, and I don't know where this is going to end up, is the existing policies. Mine, for example, has a replacement cost uh, that's probably less now than what it should be. I'm in the middle now of, of trying to sort that out to see if there's an endorsement or something that we can do in order to get the replacement cost up to what it would cost in terms of today's values, the costs of materials and labor. Uh, again, it has nothing to do with market value, just the replacement value. But that's that's an issue that everybody needs to take a look at, and um, it could be a problem. And so you're right, there's probably more than three, but that's, that's certainly a big one. I always wondered how that worked, um, you know, because I always felt like my replacement cost was much more than it needed to be. But they had told me that there's really nothing I could do. That was the minimum that I would you know, right. have to go with. Yes. You know, to Normally people it. are fairly pleased with what their replacement cost is on their home. What's another couple? I know there's several. I mean, you really analyze everything like a slide well, you, roll. You, if you want to, of course, if you know, if you want to reduce your premium, you need to increase your deductible. That'll, that'll take your premium down. Uh, that applies, you know, to car insurance primarily. And there's uh, certain things that you can do for the home uh, that will reduce your premium. You can go and you can get things modernized if it hasn't already been. You can get uh, hurricane-type proof shuttering and windows uh, to um, make it stronger and more wind-resistant. All those things are out there and available. There's a certain cost associated with doing that to your home. The cost trade-off is, is it worth it in terms of reduced premium? 
in the long run. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing is, you know, having enough cash availability um, for in case of emergency, having money for an, a deductible. You know, we say three to six months emergency funds uh, of your three to six months of your monthly expenses. But, you know, you also have if you have some sort of claim against your homeowner's insurance, for example, or a car accident, you know, that's more money than you might even be planned for to even pay that deductible. So that's where the higher the deductible, yes, if you never have a claim, then you're you're going to be paying less in premium as you go through the years. But but having that claim, it's just it's important about understanding what that truly means. I know when there's a hurricane or wind damage, I what, two percent, five percent kind of deductible. So, yes. And then or or all other covered perils may be a thousand dollars, fifteen hundred dollars. $2,500. $2,500. It depends on what you've selected. It depends on what insurance company that, that you have. Uh, so underwriting with all these insurance companies differ from one to another. But you do have some choices and you do have some options to mitigate your premiums. Deductibles, uh, if you're in that situation to where you have an accident and your deductible is so high, you, you're going to go have to borrow money to meet it. That presents a whole other issue of, of problems. When we're talking about deductible and going out and maybe getting a loan, normally what happens is with an insurance company, if they're going to pay a claim, it's reduced by what your deductible is. Got it. So you don't you don't really have cash out of pocket that way. And, you know, it's just all about we never know. And we call it insurance because it's accidental. It's not something that's intentional. Car accidents happen here on U.S. 19. I think that's like the number one uh, in the United States for accidents, or it was for many, many years. Um, and just being aware of what those different coverages are, because, I mean, to, to me, I mean, obviously, I've had to take a lot of training in insurance. I understand it, but it's not my favorite part of retirement planning for sure um, but working with a professional someone who is an independent consultant or someone uh, having that insurance agent that's really going to take care of you and help you navigate through all the things not just buying the policy but truly understanding what you have and don't have and what it's going to mean if you have a claim one of the things that I hear all the time is oh if you have a claim it doesn't affect your premium or it doesn't stay with you for a long period of time. I don't think that's accurate. Uh, no, that's not accurate. Okay. Uh, claims normally will stay, car claims normally will stay with you for at least three years. Okay. And you're going to suffer the consequence of higher premiums as a potential. Okay. And that's whether it's your fault or not, right? The, yes. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the way it works in the state of Florida. I know all states aren't like that, but it's a, a no-fault state here in the state of Florida. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. And that's being looked at again by the legislature to see if they can make some adjustments to that so but that's uh, kind of still up in the air and then for homeowners if you have a claim like let's say like i remember when my kids were young um and of course nobody ever owned up to it but somehow uh sleepy dopey and grumpy ended up in our toilet and we ended up with an overnight flooding in part of our house so we had a claim uh you know walls uh, doors carpeting you know the whole thing was messed up on one end of our house so we did have a claim um, because of the dollar amount of of the you know damage that was caused and you that also stays with you is it just for that three-year period as well or is it different well it'll be again it's going to vary by insurance carrier and you know what their underwriting requirements uh, look like 
and primarily car claims stay with you for three years. I'm not sure anymore about homeowner claims. Okay. And does it carry from one house to another? Like if you have an insurance claim, whether it was a sinkhole or whether it was a, no. uh, like a flooding, no. does it go? Not with homeowners. It doesn't. No. Okay. So it kind of stays with, and dies with that home. With automobiles, it follows you. Okay. Yeah. So that make that makes sense because you're the, that's you as a driver, not necessarily the car. Yeah, you're the risk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of people that see me drive would say that probably. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I'm just glad Scott's not here to chime in on that one. Um, but you know, he's a trained professional driver. So yeah. What else? What are some good tips on you know what to do or some of the mistakes that you've seen? Maybe some stories even that you've um, you could share with us. Well, we're talking about claims. I can give you a couple of examples of claims, if you like. And generally speaking, you you should contact your insurance agent when you have an accident. There's certain times when you may want to give it some consideration, uh, but you need to get to know your insurance agent pretty well and and develop a relationship with that person also. I'll give you an example of of an automobile that was damaged uh, and the policyholder's deductible was $1,000, and the cost of repair was $1,100. It's probably not a good idea to file that claim to get the $100 after your deductible. Sure. Probably not a good idea to file that claim. Uh, another example would be if you, if you threw a party and a guest is injured, but you don't know the extent of the seriousness, uh, the best thing for you to do would be to call your agent and give them a heads up of a potential claim. Mm-hmm. That's very important. They need to document your file for that Another example, last example I'll give you is a is a, a car that gets rear-ended, and the bumper just looks slightly damaged. Uh, so you dismiss the driver that caused the bumper uh, damage, and you didn't file a police report or call the police. You didn't exchange any information, and then you eventually take your damaged vehicle to the repair shop, and you find out it's going to cost you two thousand dollars to fix the rear bumper because the detector sensor and the camera were broken. So you didn't file the claim. Now it's going to cost you $2,000 to repair. Mm. So that's uh, that's an example of should you, should you not file claims. And that's where having that good relationship, like with your caddy, your insurance agent, exactly. their team, yes. their trusted employees yes. who they've handpicked to, to work with them and yes. their their company, uh, you help you navigate through that, you know, like an eye exam. Should I do this? Should I not do this? You, you, it's always a good idea to develop a relationship with your agent. And to continue that, that doesn't preclude you, though, from staying with that agency for any length of time. If you're primarily uh, dedicated to how can I save some money in my premium, you need to go shop uh, and you'll find that there will be a difference, particularly when we're talking about automobiles. You're kind of we're kind of stuck in the mud with homeowners because citizens is the only name in the game. So there's not much you can do there. But with automobiles, you can uh, certainly go shop price, you know, and make sure when you do the shopping that all the comparables are the same, the same coverages, uh, the same deductibles, you know, and and, uh, make sure that all those underwriting details are the same from one carrier to the next carrier so that you can get a real true comparison of what the premium should be. 
Yeah, you're right. You pointed out some things. You've done some analysis for us and some of our companies and, and some of our insurance coverage. And we had an updated coverage, um, got an extra quote, and, you know, it was significantly less in premium. I mean, thousands of dollars difference, but mm-hmm. the coverage wasn't even comparable. Right. So, you know, you definitely want to look at apples and apples or really have someone that's going to be able to break down what the differences are and why that's in your best interest. Exactly. You need to be able to have somebody to be able to spot those differences differences uh, from, you know, a quote to a policy uh, and and make sure that you're doing apples to apples. Otherwise, it's uh, kind of a, a wasted effort. So bottom line is just, you know, as you get your renewal, that's the time to really, you know, have a conversation with someone. You're an independent consultant, John. You've got years, decades of experience, lots of training, and you really, truly are passionate about, you know, insurance and making sure that someone really understands what they have and and what they're trying to achieve. And what are you trying to insure? Uh, because what may be something of value to me might not be as valuable to someone else. So it's really uh, about how many toys you have, how many pieces of property you have, and all those discounts that may come along with that. Sometimes having one carrier, one company um, with your homeowners and your auto, you're going to get a price break. Yes, you can. uh, With some companies, you can bundle. Okay, uh, bundling, okay. Bundling. uh, You know, your car, your boat, your home. uh, with. And There's not many companies out there, by the way, anymore. That used to be a, a thing that you could do. Uh, would be to tie everything together under one carrier uh, and bundle everything and get, you know, uh, basically a volume discount. Uh, that's not necessarily available anymore. Okay. The, the insurance industry has is, is really changed uh, and it's continually in a state of flux. Uh, so you just have to be careful with what you're doing and what you're looking at. Right, right. Well, that's really good advice. And that's why we started adding that to our services here at Campbell and Company. We work with quite a few business owners and I, I have seen through my 30 plus years of experience, someone that had a claim, uh, I'm talking hundreds of thousands of dollars, and they were way underinsured. Yes. And how devastating that is to a long-term standing good business that, uh, you know, it just completely took their feet out from under them. Um, They never were really fully able to recover after that. And a good insurance agent would be able to show you if you're underinsured or not. And there are certain underwriting requirements that you have to have certain coverage so that you're not underinsured and vice versa you know you don't want to be overinsured and uh, carriers uh, we're primarily now talking about commercial businesses mm-hmm. but uh, it, it works both ways but you need to you need to know where that line is and sure. you know how much how much uh, pad that you want to be able to play in yeah yeah if you have inventory if you have things on consignment yeah. Yeah. jewelry that you have that somebody else owns cars that you're repairing that somebody else owns i mean there just goes on and on yes. um what that could be so everything has gone up we've had significant red hot inflation lately so definitely something to pay attention to you don't want to get caught with the uh, tied out and underinsured there on any of these things and another thing that i just want to kind of touch on just a little bit i know we didn't plan on this but umbrella coverage the more toys you have or if you have kids, teenagers driving, probably the more important umbrella coverage is going to be for you. Absolutely. That that extra layer of protection is a lifesaver and many times financially. It is designed as extra protection. 
And there's, you know, obviously there's some added costs there, but there's underlying uh, requirements you have to meet in order to qualify for an umbrella protection. So that, and that one of those being uh, a certain uh, limits on your car insurance have to be at a certain amount. Uh, your homeowner's policy has to have a certain amount of uh, liability. Normally, it's at least $300,000 of liability. Citizens, of course, only gives you 100000 which means you have to go out and buy another independently $200,000 of liability to qualify for the umbrella, which is going to be another premium. But umbrellas are always a good idea, particularly people uh, that can afford, uh, if they have a lot of toys, they need to be able to go ahead and get the umbrella and have that added protection. Yeah, I had somebody, we don't sell property and casualty insurance, although, you know, we could get the extra licenses and do that, but we don't do that here at Camel Company. Our goal for this type of insurance coverage is to help you protect your assets. Asset protection, we work so hard for everything that we build, we buy, whether we're in business owner, whether we're an individual, um, you know, we want to make sure that you know what you have, what coverage you have, what you're paying for. If your premium is going up 20%, 30%, you know, is there anything that you should do or could do to dial that back? And if you're just looking to save the premium, let's make sure that you're cutting the right appropriate part right. and costs yeah. of your, your policies. Yeah. And, you know, John, I'm so glad to have known you for the past 25 plus years. Um, you've got just an amazing growing family, uh, deep rooted in this area. Uh, I, I didn't know you when you played, uh, were you Tom or Huck? Uh, we swapped back and forth oh okay depending on the day who got to wear which hat and probably both went barefoot right absolutely yes we did yep so thank you for your wisdom your knowledge your expertise and thanks for helping me when you were in business and helping me when i was first getting started uh back in the early 90s uh during that difficult period And if you're looking for help with your homeowners, your car insurance, any of this umbrella policy, any of these things that we're talking about, you know, have an independent review. That's what we're doing here at Campbell Company as part of our retirement master plan. And also, if you're a business owner and want to have that independent opinion and analysis concerning your existing policies, the coverages and potential oversight of some extra needed protection. Give us a call. We'd love the opportunity to see how we can help you and go over the cost to do that analysis. Thank you, John. Thank you, Jackie. It was a pleasure. If you have any questions, give us a call. 727-334-0024, 727-334-0024, or online at mycambellandco.com. This is Jackie Campbell, Certified Financial Planner and Certified Public Accountant of Campbell Company Wealth Advisors and CPAs. And join us again next time on the Beyond the Money Podcast or Beyond the Money Radio. Thank you, John Edwards. Thank you. Jackie Campbell is an investment advisor representative with MarketGuard, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice nor recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situations. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate, and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested.